today. It's Mark here. Just wanted to jump on really quick to say thank you for supporting the podcast. Um, really means the world to me and I genuinely appreciate it. You can make a one-time donation to the podcast uh, through PayPal. It's paypal.me forward slash clockwork junkie. That's for a one-time donation. I will leave the link in the description. You can also uh, become a Patreon member if you like. I will leave the link in the description as well. Thank you to everyone who's got involved in a podcast in terms of liking and sharing. If you haven't subscribed so far, please do so. Thank you. Hey, how are things? This is Mark here and welcome back to the Clockwork Jumpy podcast. My guest on the show today is Sarah Cliver. Sarah, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Good to see you again. Yeah, for, for, for the eagle eye or for the fans of the podcast, Sarah is a returning guest. So from now on, we'll ever be known as a friend of the show. Once you come back a second time, you're a friend of the show. So isn't that you have to buy a T-shirt and get a little beret and um, it's a big deal. Okay. No, I'm only joking. It's fucking not a big deal. I think it is. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for going along with that. Um, you watch. I'll have a shirt on next time. You watch. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so Sarah is look. Uh, she's the founder of Treasures Around Us. Um, I will leave a link to her YouTube channel and her website in the description of this video. On both her YouTube channel and website, you can find links to her Facebook page and Instagram page. So all the information is there. Um, at the end of this podcast, Sarah will be reading out um, a short piece. It's just over three minutes long. It's from her own podcast. And it's on, as I said, it's on YouTube as well. I will leave the link of our first podcast in the description of this video. Um, we might unpack some of that again, I'm sure, as we talk about different things. But we're not going to go into it all again. We'd like to move the conversation on if possible. Um, that was Sarah discussing her life um, and how she came back from what, in her own words, described as rock bottom. It's a fantastic podcast, I think. It has something like 3,700 views on YouTube, but it has almost 10,000 views altogether. I never told you that, by the way. I'm from uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all the other uh, platforms that uh, Clockwork Junkie podcasts. I don't even know. I was trying to count one day. I got to 105 because some platforms are there and then they have sister platforms and then they have stepsister platforms. So you're all over the place. So I don't know how many platforms I'm on, but um, there's over 10,000 views I can check by between Anchor and YouTube. So well done, you. Um, Thank you. A little bit about Sarah before we start. Uh, she is a mother, a wife. She's a YouTube channel, a podcast. She's an author. She's a mental health awareness advocate. Um, the last time I spoke to you, I mentioned that you were part of a, a suicide prevention uh, team or warriors or squad, but we didn't talk about it. So remind me to talk about that. I will. And today... We're going to be talking about the holidays. We're going to be talking about New Year's resolutions, um, whether they're a good thing, a bad thing, how to deal with them in general. I just spoke for two or three minutes off air to Sarah and she told me what she was thinking. And I'm really looking forward to this conversation because I think we agree on a lot of stuff. But um, officially, welcome back to the Clockwork Junkie podcast. Thank you. And thank you for having me again. So Sarah is in... New York. So there's a five hour time difference for us. I'm recording this at 2 p.m. It is 9 a.m. there. I can kind of see a bit of dark out the window over your right hand shoulder, I believe. It's kind of a bit of, it's not, it's not dark. Is it bright or is it dark? Are uh, you talking about this right here? Yeah. 
That is actually, so if you go to the seat that this is my front door and that is actually a flag that is uh, a combination of uh, a steely for those of you that are fans of the Grateful Dead. A steely is the one of their symbols with the skull Um, and inside the skull is a Buffalo Bills logo. So it combines um, our the two passions of our family. Um, I I don't think I ever shared that with you, but uh, we are all. Uh, deadheads here in this family <laughs> and and uh on top of that super huge buffalo bills fans and that flag we took it down one time and that was a game that the bills lost so it's not going to come down until the end of the season yeah it's like um there's a thing in football as we call it soccer is called in america that i support manchester united but people who support liverpool when they're players are walking down the tunnel at, at their stadium, their home stadium, Anfield. There's a big mm-hmm. sign up over it. And a lot of players touch that as kind of good luck or bad luck, or if they don't touch it, they think they're not going to win. But um, I know. It, so, it really is. It's, 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 uh, it, it's something, but... Uh, yeah. As if taking talking, down a flag can decide whether your team is going to win or lose. Like, <laughs> like it, that's decided in every inch of every second of every game. But look, superstition, that's the word I was looking for. Superstition. I was yeah. like, where's your Christmas wreath? Now... No. Yeah. The flag's staying up. Yeah, 100%. Foot down. <laughs> so, yes. Resolutions. Um, yes. The holiday season is upon us. I know it is like chalk and cheese for some people. Um, some people, even in my own family, love it. They love putting up the Christmas tree, putting on the decorations. They love um, putting presents under the tree. They love buying presents, gifts for other people. Um, they love Christmas movies and the candle on and maybe some hot soup or hot tea or whatever. And it's just so nice and the feeling around. And I don't get any of that. And I haven't done for the longest since I was like 12. I just, I, I, I just, it, it's not that like, and it's, it comes across so much bad humbug. And I know it does, but it's not. I'm a good guy. I promise. I promise. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, uh, it's not for me. How do you find the holiday season? What do you think of it um, in general? And is it a good or bad time for you? For me, yeah. um, it, is a, it, it, it is a semi-bad um, thing. There are, there are and, and it's funny that you mentioned the Bah Humbug because I find myself feeling that um, often and, you know, thinking, and, you know, you and I have had conversations before and we have talked about, um, my levels of depression and how a lot of it is tied to moments of self-hatred and insecurities. So I tend to always go to, am I a bad person because I feel this way and don't necessarily enjoy everything that the holidays have to bring to us. Um, But there are some things I like. I like Christmas lights. Um, I I love Christmas lights, probably because I need to be visually stimulated uh, a a lot. for distraction purposes. But Mark, I, um, for me, and when I really dig deep to, to find the answer to why, what is it about the holiday season that sometimes makes you literally miserable? Uh, you know, going back again to the pressure that I create on myself to be somebody that I want to, to be loved and liked. It, it, it's often associated with with things that I do, and that's not the right way to go about life. And I'm still working on it. But my goodness, now we have 
a month, sometimes more of being on time for a gathering. Uh, what do I bring for the gathering? Is it going to be the right dish? Is it gonna, am I gonna burn it for, for, for heaven's sakes? Um, what does that person want as a gift? Is it going to be enough? What are they gonna spend on me? Um, it, and it, it, there's just so much internal pressure that goes on during this amount of time. I sometimes find myself just not, not being able to handle it. And it, when I hear myself talking to you, I, you know, am I old school? Do I long for the days of just, you know, making a craft or sitting around a, a, a fire and playing a game and spending time with each other, which it, you know, to myself is, is really the ultimate gift. I don't know, but that's, that is my answer to why I don't enjoy the holidays as much as others around me do. We um, always do this kind of a, is a Chris Kindle or Chris Kringle kind of a round Robin where everyone puts their name into a hat and you pick out a family member and you buy a gift for them and them only. Um, mm -hmm. And this year I opted out of it. Did you? Yeah. And I'm not like, I'm not, um, oh, you're not getting involved in the fun. I just, I just opted out of it because um, I just don't enjoy it. I, 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 I don't enjoy, um, you know, somebody having to worry about what to get me or somebody thinking, what will I like? And, uh, you know, having to think about that or how much will I spend on him? And, and I'm definitely putting very little thought into what I'm getting you. <laughs> Definitely. There's, it's, it's not now if like, if I know that you love something, if I know that you love something, um, or if there's something that I can do for you, I will do it any time of the year. It doesn't, wouldn't have to be Christmas, but I don't know. Listen, you know, that sounds very bad humbug, but <clears throat> don't get me wrong. I participate in the day. I remember last year, um, the family was invited to a different family member's house for a Christmas dinner. Mm -hmm. I, I, I didn't go. It's just, it, it's, it's like, um, it's organized fun. No, I have the word. It's false fun. You know, it's false fun. If I, I, uh, go on. I could not agree. I could not agree more with that. Um, I, I have a similar situation. Um, and I, and I had a, uh, I, I spoke uh, live on Instagram to a friend uh, on a very similar conversation just about the pressures with the holiday season and gatherings and things like that. And we were like, do we not go or do we take the high road? Because there, there's, a, there's a challenge with that because obviously there's other people around you that you want to be with. And you know what are you going to do? Not go and then they, they miss your presence there doing uh, something that should be associated with, with making memories. I do not want my, you know, uh, the people in my closest inner circle to have a memory of Christmas of mama not being there because she just didn't get along with this person. I'd rather them saying, well, mama took the high road and we know that she had some challenges with another individual, but still took the time to be there and created peace in, instead of animosity yeah. that's what I choose to do but mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you on a second note that's very hard it's mm -hmm. sometimes when you choose to take the high road or you choose to hold in or you choose to be the bigger picture you're creating a war within yourself and it lives there and 
sometimes when you choose to again take the higher road be the bigger person bite your lip whatever you may want to call it that's an invitation for the abuser to continue to keep doing it because you don't set boundaries and you don't say hey i'm not trying to start a war with you but it's not okay to treat me this way and i'm not going to accept it anymore and can we perhaps talk about it maybe there's some differences that that I'm not understanding. Maybe there is something that I have done that I'm unaware of, but I don't know, it's very, very hard. Taking the high road is, is, is a very hard thing to do and you wanna tell yourself you're the better person for doing so, but are you the better person to, to yourself? And are no, you treating yourself uh, properly? I, I can tell you if, uh, well, I, I can only speak for, for, for me. And for me, no, I'm not going. End of story. And happily so, if I was in that situation. Um, the only person I would be hard on is the person who invited the abuser in the first place. Not you or anybody else. Anybody who is hurt or missing the memory for that situation is, if I invited an abuser and you and you didn't come, that's my fault. I should know better. You know? Yeah, yeah. In in that case, I agree, and I, I I understand what you're what you're saying. Then about and about the fakeness. I mean, it's it's very very uncomfortable. Like you know, I have to sit down and break bread with you across the table and pretend that everything is hunky dory because it's, it's the holiday season. Yeah. But for the rest of the year, we're not going to talk. <laughs> yeah, even <laughs> you know, on so. Sarah, even on a, like a much as a similar but much lighter note than that, I was invited to a Christmas party when I was in my early 20s. Um, it was a dinner party, and everyone who was there was nice people, everybody, and I knew them. <laughs> but I remember saying, like, five weeks out that these people won't get along. Some of them more intellectual, some of them more, like, as we say in Ireland, common as muck. They wouldn't be able to talk to each other. They wouldn't understand um, what each other was saying in terms of their, even though it's the both of them are from Ireland, their cultures are completely different. And they're people mm -hmm. to have time with separately, not to bring us all into one room. And it wasn't a concern because it was nothing got to do with me. And I wasn't sure that I was going to be right. Um, so me and my girlfriend went and then there was four other couples. So there was 10 and it was a fucking disaster. Everything mm -hmm. I said would happen, happened even more mm -hmm. so than I thought would happen. There's been Christmas parties with work or gatherings or get togethers that I thought in the past, I don't think this is going to be good. It's not that I get nervous or anxious because I don't give a fiddler's fuck about going. I could go or not go. I can go and have a good time, but I know Johnny will be put down by Joe because Joe is a bit of a bully and Johnny's really, really quiet, but Johnny's bringing his wife. And, and I know because I'm friends with Johnny that Johnny's wife has said that he's a bit timid and she wants him to stand up. So now he's straight away under pressure if Joe is And I know all this is happening. And I tell my boss, just don't do it. There's too much going on. And there's about 20 other different interacting sliding door stories that can go on here tonight. And it's, mm -hmm. it's just not going to be fun. It'll be fun if you're an idiot and you can go and just go and chat <laughs> to everyone and go around going, 
But if you have a brain cell over, if you have an IQ over two and you can spot things and conversations, it's not going to be fun. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be a nightmare. And it's going to cost me money. I'm going to have to get dressed up. I'm going to have to bring a gift. I'm going to have to <laughs> right. all for something that I don't want to do. So I am right. one of the most thankful things I am is to be over depression, which I speak about. And I am. I have the preference this. I always do. I, I didn't want to get it and I'm not happy that I got it, but I, I'm to get better. I had to get like, I'm not good at a lot of things. Well, what I am good at, I'm good at, Well, it's not many things, but I'm elite at making decisions that, uh, help me, you know, and I just say no to stuff now. I remember speaking about this round robin thing. And by the way, every person that's involved in it is an absolute sweetheart, loving, kind, caring people. There's no dickheads involved. I just don't want to mm-hmm. be involved. Oh, that's probably why there's no dickheads involved because I'm not involved. But um, <laughs> I set up a group on Facebook and text them all. Hey, Mark here, how are things? Just letting you know about this round robin thing. I'm not getting involved in it next year. NB note. If someone decides, oh, we get my present anyways, because their argument was, well, we don't want you not to have a present because we feel bad. And I said, I don't give a fuck if I don't have a present or not. I, 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 I don't care. So now you're doing something to make. So now you get me a present or a gift. I won't have one for you after me telling you that we won't get each other gifts. So now you get me one, but I won't get you one. Now, all of a sudden, just for you to feel better, you're going to make me feel bad. That has happened yeah. a couple of times. So this year I sent out a text note. If anyone does attempt to buy me anything to make me feel better in brackets, you feel better. I'm showing in the bin in front of you, in front of the whole family for the scene. So it's up to you now. Y'all got back. No problem, no problem, no problem, no problem. So that's yeah. fair enough. Now, don't get me wrong. I am buying gifts and people have got me like my, I, I'm got my little niece a gift. She got me a small little gift. I get, you know, of course like that, but just, it's the whole adult thing, the whole organized fun, the whole you have to be going around smiling and happy and you have to be um, like I know like my mom passed away about three years ago and the first Christmas for everybody after that um, is said to be very tough. But I remember the first Christmas after that and I remember thinking two days prior and perhaps two days afterwards and including Christmas Day as well for a five day period that Oh, everyone now in my family feels like I've always felt about Christmas. This is how I feel every Christmas. Mm-hmm. Shit, I don't like it. Yeah. You know, no. I think you made a good point, though, um, as, as far as my struggles with it. I will openly admit that I think a lot of my struggles are attached to pressures that I put on myself. So, for example, when somebody gave you a gift, but you didn't have one to give back, might one say that we should be okay with that? You know, I, this, that was nice of them. I don't have one to give and we can just internally accept that, but no. And I would feel exactly the way you do, Mark. I would feel terrible. I'd be out at the store having something to give them. And then I'd feel even worse because obviously it was an after gift. I'm giving it to them a day later and they know that. So there's another layer of the, of the guilt there too. I think I, I always find myself so very, very jealous of those people that walk through the world and don't seem to give a crap 
about what people think. Um, they, 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 they walk with their shoulders back. They, they, they display this level of confidence and they know that they're not perfect, but they just don't seem to dwell on what others think about them. And whether it's the holiday season or not, I know that a lot of the issues that I battle today are because of the pressures I put on myself. The holidays just make it worse. Yeah, it is a time of, um, and we will get to it by the way, um, resolutions. And this is like just putting down the foundation of the story. Um, uh, you know, I like it's don't get me wrong at some stage at every Christmas, you know, I'll sit down and see perhaps the tree is on and there's a good Christmas movie on and I'm sitting down relaxing and I go, yeah, this is, this is okay. You know? And for me, I'm sure if I had kids, I would be, you know, Santa's coming or fucking elf or whatever. And, you know, it's so exciting and, you know, but I don't. So I've, I've never had that situation happen to me. So, if it ever does, that will change my mind. Um, I hope I, I wouldn't become resentful because I have to go through this absolute hullabaloo of a nightmare for, you know. And I, like when I was about 12 or 13, I learned that, um, and that was in around the time that I stopped believing in God. So like Christmas is Jesus' birthday. You're taught in school in Ireland. That's the day he was born. You hear all the story. It's a fucking amazing so when I got to be about 12, I, I realized that, well, the 25th of December was a pagan holiday. And when there were, when Christianity started, Jesus was born in June or July, it was summer. And they were trying to get everybody to celebrate Jesus and they wouldn't do. So to change his birthday to the pagan holiday and forced everyone, and I was a lot more into that story. I learned that at 12, I read it in the library. And I was thinking like, it, it, it was a long road of a, uh, like, this is nonsense. The whole thing is nonsense. And that was like, maybe I was younger. I was about 11 because it was then it was like nearly in the same breath. I went, oh, Santa Claus is not real. Oh, it was like <laughs> I just grew up in like fucking half an hour, you know. And uh, yeah. I was in the library looking up time travel. You know, <laughs> how could you build a time machine? <laughs> that's what I was doing. That's the kind of kid I was. Um, I, I, I'd watch Back to the Future with um, Michael J. Fox and... Uh, Marty McFly and Doc Brown and all those so that's what I was doing in yeah. there and I, I came across this information and it kind of struck me as why haven't I been taught this in school at any stage you know um, but, think, um, think about think about this though at one point we we did not I mean I would be very surprised if there was somebody that's able to say I came out of the womb not liking Christmas or the holidays I think every one of us did for a long period of time. What, 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 whatever your tradition was or the memories that you have with you know, your feet pajamas and walking down the stairs and seeing what was there waiting for you, or again, whatever your tradition was, I think we all liked Christmas or uh, Hanukkah or whatever at one time. I know I did. Mm -hmm. Something happened. Something happened. Um, whether it was the, the change of the world, the change of our mindset, a traumatic event, something happened that made our, our, our feelings change and for the excitement to fade. For me, um, my 
uh, grandpa grandparents um, raised me and my grandpa was a World War II vet, uh, the breadwinner of the family. Uh, my grandma was sickly. She couldn't drive um, in uh, her last years, she was blind. Uh, my mom was very attentive, but worked a lot and you know had her own life to live. But anyway, uh, grandpa was responsible for entertaining and, and the needs of his three girls. I would wake up to wrapping paper made of newspaper and I would open up a, a bottle of shampoo with flowers on it or um, some, some girly spray mist or, or something because he just didn't know what girls liked. And it was fun and, and, and I didn't know any better when I was a kid. I thought that's what Santa thought I needed was a bottle of shampoo. And then as I got older, I didn't get mad or selfish. It was like a mystery. Like what is grandpa gonna come up with this year? Uh, and, and now today, you know, people are calling me, or they don't call me, they ask other people in my life what I want um, because they don't know me. You shouldn't have to ask me what I want one day of the year. You should know things that I like or that I enjoy. And you should know that I don't wanna open up something. I want your time. I wanna spend time together. Take me to a movie, take me out to lunch, or you know what, by all means, just come sit on this couch over here and let's play a game of cards or tell me how your week was. If you really knew me and cared about the person I am, you don't have to ask what I want. And I'm certainly worth more than a, a freaking gift card to a restaurant that I'm never going to go to. Save your yeah. money. Save Incidentally, your money. I um, absolutely love the idea of opening newspaper to get shampoo with flowers on it. That's... um. That warmed my heart a little. Warmed my heart a little bit. That sounds more like Christmas to me than a lot of other things. Um, oh, and if you looked real hard, there was. Um, he was a mechanic, and he always had grease on his hands. So if you looked real hard, there'd be greasy thumbprints um, on the masking tape that he would use to to wrap the newspaper in. And um, I, I had an episode the other day, and I, I screamed with a lot of passion to my husband. I just want to unwrap a bottle of shampoo again. That's all I want to do. Mm. And, um, it, but, but I'm thankful for the memory too. You know, I, it, yeah. I feel myself getting a little teary thinking about that man, but that memory that I have in my heart is, is mm. one that I'm very, very grateful of. And that's a gift in itself yeah. um, for the holidays, but I can go on another rant, you know, about the gift cards and, you know, they're appropriate. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to be giving my son a, a, an Uber gift card because I want him to always be safe when he's going out. And um, for, for me, that's showing a sense of care, but it's not going to be the only thing. But, it, but if you're sitting down and exchanging, we call it secret Santa. You call it round, round Robin. No, it's actually secret Santa. It has about 40 different names. Secret Santa yeah. is one of them as well. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, if, if, if I'm opening up a $25 gift card and I gave you a $25 gift card, why don't we just say, let's, what was the point? <laughs> yeah. That's the problem. And, and again, I, I sound, I sound so old school sometimes. No, and I know. Not, we, we have like, I think it could be like, okay, look less of a 50 euro limit. So, okay. I'm after getting my sister this, which came to 34 50. So I have 15 50 left. What could I get for that? And then, well, there's this other thing I found, which is 
another 25 euro so now that's going to be uh 60 euro and then you have to buy them the person will say i thought the cap was 50 euro but i knew you'd love these and you think oh fuck like i only spent 50 on you which was the but anyways i know it's a look people love it it's a people love the whole razzmatazz and they love like these are a lot of these people are the same people who love watching reality tv and you know they're just happy you know they're they're just happy doing whatever comes up they're happy um and good enough for them and look don't get me wrong i won't be misery tits on christmas i'll be sitting down um i'll probably be see with my niece i'm sure i'll be with her and i'll say look what did you get it'll be fantastic and give her a hand to put together whatever it is and help whatever i'll sit down with the dinner help clean up or whatever and whatever it need to be done i will do it and i'll try to do it with the best smile on my face that i can but what you nobody grows up hating christmas or nobody sorry is born hating christmas you're right but for me especially being young like it was always the big excitement about christmas we're going to do this and we're going to do that and we're going to do that it never turned out that way ever like on the day by like 45 minutes of being up it was like a normal day only the sitting room floor was destroyed in wrapping paper and it was fucking boring like you know and when that happens a couple of years in a row um for me that's what lost the like it's it's not that i was with bad people or it was not that i'm always surrounded by good people but it, it, like i could be with my the, just say the 10 closest people to me um and i might be at a concert and like i might not like that band but they might you know, does that make me a bad person? No, it's just taste on things. Not that at all. Like, it's um, I'm with you. Like, like if someone gives me time, means more to me than anything. You know. And and on that note about differences, I mean, so after um, after the Thanksgiving holiday, I was in um, an environment, and I was overhearing. Uh, a conversation. How was your Thanksgiving? Um, how was your Thanksgiving? And I listened to about 10 minutes of people sharing how awful it was. Like this one did this, this one did said this. Um, this one said, don't tell anyone that um, that that I did this or, or something. And I was like, holy cow, it, it, you know, that's how your that's how your day of, of thanks was. You're, 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 you're reflecting on all the arguments and disagreements that took place. And now more than ever, we have so many topics to disagree about. I just had a, a, a friendly debate about the vaccine. One of us is all for it. One of us is still a little skeptical. It doesn't make us bad people. We, we just have differences. And, and I wish so desperately that we could have conversations today that respect each other's differences, that yeah. we can shut our mouth for a second, open our ears and our hearts and just try to understand. And if at the end we don't understand, we were still respectful and able to listen and talk without it turning into an argument. And that's the ugly evolution that I'm describing today. We can't seem to even have an opinion without being labeled as a bad person because it doesn't agree with the person next to you. Yeah. People are brats, you know, people are brats. brats because I know even people in my life, I can talk to them about something that they're doing that is clearly 
clearly so wrong and has been going on for such a long time. And when I bring it up, I don't bring it up argumentatively. I bring it up and at no stage would I have to raise my voice in the conversation because it's from a place of um, honesty and they just get so angry, you know? And then I do think like I should start getting angry here myself and say like, you're an idiot. Why can't you see what what you're doing is wrong? Why can't you understand that? It's just it's obvious as as plain as on it's as plain as the nose on your face. And I don't. I just mm-hmm. find myself lately, which is something that I never really done. Was I'll just stop. I literally stop, in the middle of the argument. And I'm not sure if the other person thinks that they have won. The argument, or whether the other person thinks that. I'm going to fucking knife them because I just stopped dead. But I just switch off. I remember mm-hmm. I, I was with somebody not so long ago in one of the shopping centers in Athlone, where I'm from. We have a lot of shops, but two big shopping centers. They're like, you can buy anything. People come from around the country to shop there. Um, and uh, I used to work in a mobile phone store for four years. And I know uh, margin prices and, um, you know, cameras and what's a good uh, memory and what's the difference between RAM and actual storage and stuff like that. So I I know this stuff because I work there. But I also know of a website that you can put in two phones and um, compare them like side by side. So it's so easy to do so. So look, loads of people know that. It's not that I only know it, but I, I needed to give some context. So I went to one of these shopping centers with a person who was buying a phone and uh, they were looking at phones and I was there and I said, okay, well, they wanted to know, was that better than their previous phone or at least of the same quality? It was a secondhand phone. So yeah. I put in the phone they were looking at, their old phone and put them side by side and read out everything. And so this is the different things. This is front camera, that's back camera. They were saying like, oh, well, this phone has more memory than that phone. I said, no, that's only the RAM on the phone. It's a different thing than if you put an SD card. And I put it all, this person now knows me all my life. Then we go to the counter. This person asked to see that phone. And then asked the guy behind the counter, who was half my age, all the same questions. That mm-hmm. just asked me. And I remember thinking, I, I just told you all that. Like, I've come with you. I've drove you and I'm driving you home and I brought my phone and I've everything ready for you. And I've given my phone to you to show you all the things. And when he didn't understood them, I explained them to you. And now you're completely ignoring that and asking that other person. And so while the and the other person stuff, the other person was going, Oh, just let me check there now. So what the other person was doing was going into the site that I was just on putting in the old phone and the new phone to get up the information that I just gave. And I said to this person, I said, why are you doing that? I said, I've just given you all this information. I'm pure panicky and anxious and nervous because now we're in the real world where there's people says, I'm talking to someone. I'm back listening to every single word. I just thought like, if this was medieval times, I just fucking behead you with a samurai sword. That's how stupid you are. But I didn't say that. (laughs) That's what I felt. I felt you fucking idiot. Thank you. What a waste Thank you of, for not saying that. <laughs> what a waste of my fucking life to be here doing this shit with you. 
So I dropped him home. I just left. I just said, fuck that. That's I hate, like that's only a small thing, but I hate that shit. Like, you know, like if I did that to somebody else, they can come and tell me. And I'd say, listen, man, I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't realize it's something I'm going to work on. That's, you know, um, and that's only a small thing, but that really fucking annoyed me. Even like two hours later, I was thinking like, like, obviously I'd still do anything for that person. I still do. And I will do anything for that person, but it just, I'm less likely to think that pull me over fire, you know? And I, and, and that's on, and I, I, I don't mean that literally. I just mean that figuratively, you know, it's a, yeah. we're not as close as I thought we were. Whereas like, if I went and showed you everything and done everything and now this person's doing what I just did, but now you can't talk to me because you're under pressure because you're in the real world talking to people and you're kind of panicking because they're, listen, relax. You're okay. The way you are, you're grand. Everything is fine. You already have all the information. And in, in actual fact, while this person behind the counter is checking this information, you at this moment in time know more than that person because you've already done it. Yeah. But I know what the problem is. The problem is a lack of confidence on that person's part. And I don't know what that feels like because I don't have that now. So right. it's better for me to zip it. I, I, I agree. And I, I have realized in the recent years that that when it comes to sincere relationships, the, the, the people that you sincerely can depend on and trust and feel the presence of their love, less is more. And, and I realized that I, I realized that um, a little abruptly, but you, you learn so much from how people respond to you, um, your imperfections, your boundaries, your episodes like the one that I had two days ago, you learn you learn a lot from from how they they respond. And in life isn't a test, okay? I am not testing every single person that comes in my presence. So okay, I'm gonna freak out now and analyze how you respond and then decide if I'm gonna let you in my life. No, no, <laughs> it, it, it's not that. <laughs> but you you do internally um, the the instincts develop on their own that you just can't help by how others make you feel yeah it's hard sometimes because i don't know like look uh how do i put this like i have loads of people that i care about and i have loads of people that care about me but i don't know how much they care about me mm -hmm. you know I think for some, it's very, very obvious in the good ways and the bad. Um, the people that I know that I can depend on that truly care about me, it is, it is so, so obvious to the point where they don't know that they're making it obvious. They are just naturally um, doing things to, to show their appreciation. And on the other end of that spectrum, Mark, the ones that I know don't give a shit about me that is very, very obvious in their actions as well. And yeah. I'll wrap it back to this whole holiday thing. Mm. You know, Hi, I'm the person you treat like crap all year. Here's your gift. Yeah. It's Happy like holidays. A, see you next year. When like, like, like there is some people in my life that I would jump in front of a bus for. Literally jump in front of a bus and push them out of the way. But I, I, I genuinely don't know that anyone would do that for me. And I'm not saying that as 
a sad thing or you're only saying that mark you don't realize that there's so many people i actually don't know for sure i'd hope but i don't know for sure that anyone would of everyone that i know all my closest my nearest and dearest i don't i know that like for instance i like obviously i won't mention any names or any relationships but like i could I know there's people that I would push out of the way and get hit by a bus for in the morning. But I, if, if it could be proven or if it could be, if God appeared and said, Mark, okay, I'm going to ask you, pick five people that would jump in front of a bus for you. And then I'm going to give you a, a situation where all those people can do it. Um, if you are right about any of them, you'll have world peace forever. If you're wrong, you're all going to hell. Would you like to pick five people or would you like to forget this conversation ever happened? I'd say... I'd like to forget this conversation ever happened because I couldn't be sure. But you know what the craziest thing is? I'm also comfortable with that. I'm very, very comfortable. I I don't feel not loved. I don't feel um, lonely. I I don't feel any of those things. And it's like um, I don't care, but not that I don't care in a, like a big brat, I don't care. Like it's not like like mm-hmm. it, it doesn't. I, I I'll happily sit down and watch my football team playing, and 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 it, you know, there's no problem. I'll drink a cup of tea. I'll go for a walk. I'll do what I do, and mm-hmm. go around trying to be happy and help people. And like someone commented there the other day, like they said, um, we're we were driving. Uh, this it's just, it has been said to me so many times down through my life. But I was driving in a car with somebody. And they said to me, that's three times you've had the opportunity to stop in the road for people who were crossing. Two times you didn't, and or two times you did stop, and one time you didn't. Why was that? I said, well, one of them was a, a young girl with a pram with a child, and the other person was an elderly person. But I didn't stop for the person that was the same age and size as me. They can look after themselves, you know. <laughs> that's the kind of subconsciously what I thought, like you know. But that's something that I do always. Yeah. Like I can just because I don't feel that like uh, that um, that someone would jump in front of a bus for me doesn't make me like um, angry out the world or doesn't make me uh, not have morals or be nice or be anything. I'm so comfortable with it. It's unbelievable. I, I'm just so comfortable with the whole situation. Um, I again that's getting over depression it's just it has made me so strong um, it's crazy you know and even when I hear you talking about your woes and you, like like 99.9% of times I want to listen to every word you're saying and, and hear and try to empathize and that's what I do do but the other 0.9 I want to just shake you and go Sarah it doesn't matter I promise it, just get a pin and burst a bubble and can you see now it's, 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 I, I kind of feel yeah. like sometimes that like people are underwater and it's not that I think that I'm better than anyone first of all because I'm not but I just feel sometimes people are underwater and I'd like to lift them up and get a breath and look there's loads of other things this, it doesn't matter that there's plankton on the ground there's a tree there I don't even know what a tree is but, but you will come on let's swim the shore they, they won't swim with me Yeah, they'll go back down yeah. always I, I think you nailed it with um, when you just got done describing how you are very uncertain if there are any people that would jump in front of that bus for you and that you are okay with that. 
I think that that is directly connected to you overcoming your depression and finding self-love and self, self-acceptance. I think that is the key to truly overcoming. And I have said this to you before, I don't know if I will ever overcome my depression. It has been so long that unfortunately, I think it might just be a part of me and something that I just need to say, this is going to be a forever battle, but forever be proud that I choose to continue to battle. Um, I, I still struggle, you know, with, with that. I wonder, uh, you know, I, I want the, the, to have that, to feel that kind of care that, that I feel that I give to others. But I know that for some, it's, it's not going to happen. And I need to work more on, you know, why can't I just wake up and say, Sarah, you've been alone your whole darn life. Why can't you just accept that and like being alone with yourself. I'm working on that. That's some self-talk that I've been saying more often, especially recently, but I'm still somehow connected to needing those relationships to help me feel better about myself that I know I don't necessarily need. Mm. That makes sense. That's um, <clears throat> it's very sage, sage comments. Like I, I could be easily saying the same thing as you um but like it's not that um like my way isn't the only way or the right way or anyway it was what has me the way i i am is that like i i lost for probably three years maybe more i lost every single this is when i decided to try to get better and you have to want to get better well i mean it's it's it's, it's that doesn't mean that you will <laughs> it's not as easy as that as people knows but um I lost every battle for nearly three years. Like, you know how mm-hmm. mentally draining that is? Because every time you lose a battle and then you've lost another one and another one and another one, and it's half 11 on day one, um, mm-hmm. I feel it's more draining when you've decided that you're going to win and you're still losing because, you know, like if you're, when I had depression and I was really, really bad with it, it was just an ongoing process of me perhaps having to live the rest of my life with it and a journey and a battle that I'd have to go through forever. And that was so hard. It was harder when I realized that I knew I'm going to win and get over it. So every battle now that I have, is like a kick in the teeth or a kick in the stones, as we say in Ireland, a kick in the testicles. That's what it's like. <laughs> every battle that you lose. Um, mm-hmm. But at one point I had nothing. I was gone. I had, I was like, not gone as in like I'm running around like a guy from cuckoo land. I mean, the whole uh, morality, masculinity, human being, empathetic, caring, even existing entity as that as a human being was gone. I was beat. It was over. It was all over. There was no coming back whatsoever. Impossible. Cannot do it. End of story. Mm-hmm. This is why people kill themselves end of story yes that's it no coming back and i knew that i wasn't having a fucking i wasn't having it for one minute i said no fucking way i will be fine with nothing if you had quizzed me that day by the way i wouldn't have had i wouldn't have had an answer like you know um and that's why i don't mind stuff it's because and that's why i'm able to rely on myself emotionally and for yeah. you know because that's i had to do it to get better no one could help me 
Um, I always envy people. No, I did used to envy people who could go to therapy and have a conversation and, and get places. And for me, I knew early on that this is going to be, it's a, it's a battle uh, deep inside myself in a place that I didn't know existed, in a land that I don't recognize against an enemy who has lived there forever. And I thought, yes. fuck, this is not going to be good for me, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not going to be good. Mm-hmm. But um, I got to know the terrain. I got to know the enemy. I got stronger and I kept at it. Um, yes. Yes. And, and, and that's the key. I, I'm not there yet. But at the end of at the end of the road that I am on right now is that 100 percent self-love, self-acceptance, um, accepting imperfections and not relying on what anybody says or does to sincerely, you know, have me feel that way about myself today, that that's, that that's not it. Um, you know, I, I am a perfectionist. I excel at my job. I do very well. My house is usually always clean. My Christmas presents are already bought and wrapped. That's not me necessarily being a, a, a stellar housewife or excellent employee. You know what that is? OCD. That is me trying to impress other people because for some reason it's connected to my self-worth. You know, I, I can't leave dishes in the sink because I think some little secret elf is going to come in there and say, oh, you're a terrible person. You didn't put your dishes away. It, uh, that, that's, that's what it is. But in the meantime, I get all these praises for being so put together and such a high performer that they don't realize it's a battle within yourself, if, if I'm making sense. You're 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 making perfect sense. Uh, you're hurting you're hurting my heart saying that because, like, I don't mean to be. I'm I, okay with it. I, I'm oh, you know, I, I share this because well, I know I'm not okay people. with you feeling like that. You know, <laughs> I know, but but I'm open about it because I know there's other people out there that feel exactly the way that I do. Oh yeah, I know there's other people out Millions. there that are listening to words saying I understand what you're yeah. saying, and I need those people to know to keep fighting. You're not alone. You know, if, 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 if depression never 100% completely goes away, you're going to die being the best warrior on the face of this earth because you decided not to let it win. A lot of this is something we can't help. I don't, you think I want to wake up this way every day? My, my skin is very, very dry and it's not from the winter season. It's because I cried for an entire day on Tuesday. I had a terrible episode. I cried for an entire day and my skin is dry from the salt of the tears. That is real, true depression. Can't help these feelings. Raw content. And I'm going to talk about it forever so that I can help people know that they're not alone, but to please, please, please keep fighting. Please keep fighting. Yeah, you'd have like... Like it's 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 not that like you know we're measuring dicks here or who's like who's the strongest or that but like I think it's easier for me than, than I you know what I mean than it is for you because um, you're like like I don't care what other people thinks um, and it's not because I'm better than you it's because just in me I don't care what other people thinks I I, I it doesn't if ten people told me that I was shit. I wouldn't think I was shit. But if 10 people told me I was world class at something, I, I also 
wouldn't think I was world class. I'm mm -hmm. mid-div in my emotions all the time. Sometimes I get success, sometimes I don't. But I don't know what I'd be like to, if, for instance, feel what you feel. So yeah. if I cared about what people thought about me or if my feelings of self-worth relied not wholly but somewhat at least on what other people thought of me or how I perceived other people thought I was, I would find it very hard to find time to relax and be happy in my own space and to yeah. chill out. And um, I imagine I'd be in, in under constant stress and pressure. Perhaps I'd suffer greatly with anxiety and I'd probably cry a lot with, um, if nothing else, pure exhaustion. And I, I don't think I'd be able for all those emotions for a long period of time. So yeah. I think I'm pretty lucky that it happened this way for me. Um, yeah, again, I'm sorry that I got it, but um, like if I, if I wasn't stripped away to nothing and if I wasn't, beat and destroyed and if there was no way back let's say only 50% of that happened and people start telling me you, you'll get better Mark you'll get better I'll call, call down and we'll talk and we'll go for walks and I start depending on people and then I start depending on someone else and then someone lets me down and was that my fault was that I, I can understand how maybe you could go down that road mm -hmm. but for me I was on my own it was you're you're going through hell keep going there's nobody around for as far as the eye can see yeah. Up to you what you do, champion. Do yeah. what you feel is right. So <clears throat> I think in the long run it's after helping me, but I, I don't think uh going back when I was in that position, given what you go through, I'd be able for it. I I don't think so. Um it, it yeah. doesn't leave a whole lot of time to chill, you know. Right. Your your heart's elevated, your 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 it's always something you're like what's this okay i have to wash these dishes i get that present there's johnny there's Amy, there's quinn there's this there's that i do this saturday when i'm off then next saturday i can't go because i have to bring her somewhere because there's a gift there at work but this saturday is i don't have any of that i have right. none of that stress right. and absolutely none of it whatsoever at all it's just fumbling in front of me and if there's something i think yeah that might be good for me or if the only reason that i would go to something that i don't want to go to is that if, if for example if I lived close to you and I knew you didn't want to go and we were best friends and both of us were invited and you felt you had to go for your kids, for an example, and I was your good friend, I might think, okay, Sarah, I'll go with you as well, even though I, I don't want to go. Now, I could go on that. I can go on that capacity, no problem whatsoever, because now I'm there for a reason. I'm want to fly to Buffalo? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Uh, I'd be no good to you if uh, you were uncomfortable in a room where there was an abuser and you were a person that was made to feel bad because I'd say it in front of everybody. So calm yeah. and so deadpan. Like, as, like I wouldn't be getting excited. I, I'd, I'd say it. I'd be your worst nightmare in that situation. <laughs> you said, you're never coming anywhere I, with me again. <laughs> ever. <laughs> I'm... Um... Yeah, I, I mean, I, I certainly do have my struggles um, that are still very real. I'm also very, very self-aware of the choices that I make. Um, I am going to choose, again, to be present at uh, the Christmas gathering. 
um, for my own choices to, you know, promote peace and for those that I believe want me there, um, I'm going to make that choice. And it's, it's, it's going to internalize and process though, probably in an, in a negative way, but that's a choice that I'm going to make. I made the choice a couple of years ago to be very open and honest about my struggles, like the ones I, I, I just shared with you. I made that decision because I want people to see the credibility behind my mission. Okay, I didn't just wake up one day and say, I'm going to talk about suicide prevention and depression and all that. I, I need to share this content and to share these feelings that I struggle with so that people have the, the, the credibility um, behind these feelings that I share. But with that decision also came um, a little bit of caution. Okay, I... I constantly wonder when somebody is, is kind to me, if it's out of the goodness of their heart or if they just feel bad and wonder if I'm gonna freak out. Like, oh, there's that sad girl. I better give her an extra smile or I better send her a text or better check in with her. I'm constantly wondering if people are genuine because I'm so open about my self-hatred and my, my people pleasing and the things that are unnecessarily connected to what I'm defining as happiness. Yeah, that's, so that, that's, that's, there's another layer that's that is on this loop well i'd be thinking there is oh thank fuck there's that real person i don't have to i don't have to pretend i i don't have to there's gonna be no bullshit with her it's just oh fucking thank god do you have tea do you know what i mean let's sit down and relax fucking hell do you know what i mean you don't for me that's um yeah. that's what i would see you know it's just, oh, you know, it just, mm-hmm. <clears throat> there's some people who are real and very combative, um, waste of time. Some people then that are hurting and don't tell anybody, waste of time. And then there's people who have been through shit and just talk about it openly, discuss the good times and the bad times. And that's cool, you know. And I find if I'm in the presence of one of them people, um, I'm very relaxed. I never think, like, I've, for an example, I would never check myself in a conversation with you ever like, oh, this is, what can I say? I wouldn't cross my mind. I'd assume if I said something that hurt your feelings, you would tell me. I'd say, okay, well, fair enough. And then, well, I, I didn't know I was doing that or, or else I don't agree with you. But that's what, or vice versa or whatever. Like there, there's no big, um, yeah. You So you think people might think, oh, I want to be nice to her. Are they really being nice? Or is it because... She's the sad girl, as you put it. That's a weird way of saying it, but she's the sad girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But like, that's obviously... an irrational thought. It, it, in the next sentence, Mark, I can look at you right now and say, that is an irrational thought. That is a yeah. thought that is completely nonsense and not true. Why does it live up here? I don't know. I didn't invite it, but yeah. it does. Um, I know that that's an irrational thought amongst the many, many others that I have. My arm's not broken. My brain is. Yeah. I don't think it is. And I'm not saying that because you're on the podcast. I don't think it is at all. What's, at all, whatsoever. <laughs> at all. You want to see, listen, that's not broken. That, that, that's a brain that fell and you picked it up. There's loads yeah. of brains out there broken. Trust me, I talk to them fucking nearly every day. Um. So suicide prevention, we spoke about, um, I mentioned it in the last podcast that you were involved in that somehow, and then we somehow or another didn't speak about it on the podcast, but afterwards we spoke for a while and we brought it up. 
uh, what is that? When you say you're involved in suicide prevention, what? I am, um, I'm actually the volunteer coordinator and I do other volunteer activities um, for uh, AFSP, that stands for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Um, it's, it's a national organization here and um, their mission is to support those that have been uh, impacted by suicide. Every year, there is a, a walk that we have. It's called the Out of the Darkness Walk. And families and friends of those who were <laughs> impacted by suicide come together and they go on a walk and they have, it, it, this may sound like a, a twisted term associated with this topic, but a celebration of the perfect, uh, of, of the person's life. And there's teams of two, there's teams of 30. And they'll often come in dressed, you know, with a shirt in memory of, of the loved one that they lost and they dance and they reflect and there's a lot of tears, but it is one of my favorite things that I do every year. The, the multitude of emotions literally have me <clears throat> leave that event exhausted in the very, very best way. But how, here, here's a, First of all, we have something like that here as well, where we go for a walk you? Um, about mental health. Um, I think that's a fantastic idea. I, I um, Listen, I'm all for it, but question. So mm -hmm. an event or a gathering like that to, to most people would be a no-no, a most stressful. Um, how can you navigate to speak to people and emotionally and everything else? Whereas you're pretty comfortable in that setting. I am so comfortable because I know that I'm amongst people that have the same feelings as I do, whether it's because they lost a loved one or they survived an attempt themselves. We are all there for the same reason. I would rather attend 20 of those than one Christmas event because I'm around people that I don't have to please by being anything other than just myself. And we hug and we cry. Sometimes we don't even speak, but there's the unspoken uh, camaraderie yeah. of, of just loving and supporting one another and looking at each other and just saying, life goes on, your story is not over and we're here for each other. So I spoke to someone uh, recently and they said that um, anyone who's ever suffered from mental health isn't broke. They've just graduated to the next level of spirituality or the next level of life. The people who've never suffered from mental health are still broken. So mm -hmm. it, was, it was a complete spin. On, uh, and I, I liked it. Yeah. I don't know how true it is, but um, okay, look. Resolutions. Um, you spoke off air about resolutions, and I kind of wanted to know what you thought about it. And you made a, an awful lot of good points about, like, it's New Year, it's January. Um, coming soon. Everyone's going to have their new resolutions. <laughs> You're going to have to post about them. 99.9% uh, .9 of people are going to fail the fucking resolutions that they gave within a week or two. Oh, so much pressure. And self-imposed pressure as well, by the way. Yep. Yep. Once again, you know, here comes procrastination is a, the bad form of comfort. And I, I've lived in that bad form of comfort for a very, very long time. So procrastination 
comes in many, many different forms. Okay. When I was battling depression the wrong way, okay, procrastination was I shouldn't take one more clonopin, but the first one is wearing off and reality's creeping in, and I'd rather go back into that euphoria. I know I shouldn't, but eh, I'm just going to take one more pill. Procrastination is. Sarah, you should probably go to bed right now. You got to be up early tomorrow. That would be a smarter choice. But no, oh, I'm comfortable. I'm going to have just one more beer. Okay. Procrastination is, I know I should get my life together, but oh, you know what a good day is? Okay. So this day is, my, my son's birthday is in 20 days from now. I'll do it on that day. Why do we have to associate a month, a year, a day to, to just prolong what we know needs to happen right now and, and I lived in that that wrong form of comfort aka procrastination for too long that you know I think this January 1st again we're talking about the pressure of gift buying and people pleasing and and now the pressure of coming up with with the resolution that we have to let everybody know so that like you said when we do fail we either stop posting so people know that we're failing or, you know, we go public about it and say, oh, well, maybe next year. Yeah. I know it's, it's a, like, <clears throat> I, I, I do think in some way, just to play a devil's advocate here, that it's, it's a good thing that it's, 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 it's like, um, it, it gives people, okay, look, like for me, when I do things, I, you know, obviously with the podcast or with running, my shows um i get an idea bang and i can work at it a thousand miles an hour in my mind whilst i walk from the kitchen to the sitting room to sit down for a cup of tea so i look like i'm relaxing but my mind's going a million miles an hour i can do that easily but to make a decision sometimes that's a big decision it looks like i make it immediately but i need some time to build up um to uh you know get my mind right that okay on this time it's going to be a time where I'm going to start this, whatever it is new or stop this, whatever I want to stop. So I, the first of January is a good, I do see it. And I, I, I see, um, I see it as a good thing. Um, where I don't see it as a good thing is that like, I know in, in years gone by, I started loads of things in January, you know, and I, and like by the second or third week, it was gone. I, I wasn't mm -hmm. doing it. And guess what? I felt like shit. You know, yeah, and loads yeah. of other people knew about it as well. And um, it, it, and I agree wholeheartedly with what you're saying that sometimes we need, you know, we'll make a decision to do something, but we need some time to process so that we don't um face the repercussions of rushing into something that maybe wasn't uh, a decision that was thought through. I think that's the difference between procrastination and prioritizing. Okay, so procrastination. You know, the, the, the bad procrastination is, you know, the dishes in my sink. And yep, I'll get to that tomorrow. I'll get to that tomorrow. Well, you know, a, a month from now, there is not only a pile of the dishes, but now you got mold to deal with in, in rodents and in, in whatnot. Okay, that's bad procrastination, you know, that, that'll always be there. But prioritizing is, I think I'm going to leave that sink full of dishes, do them tomorrow, and instead go on a date night with my husband. Or instead tonight, maybe I'll bring out that puzzle that I've been working on and put on a good movie and, you know, just have some self-care time. So, so there's a difference between procrastinating and prioritizing. And with what you described, you know, 
I really like this idea, but I'm going to take a couple of days to maybe write this thought out or think it through a little bit before following, before pulling the trigger, if you will. That's mm -hmm. prioritizing so that you know that your end product is, is delivered in a way that you want it to be. Yeah. But it is like, it's what ends up happening is people end up feeling bad towards the end of January or February when they're broken this thing, you know? Um, exactly. Whether it, be, it could be give up smoking or it could be an exercise regime or it could be and it, the only advice that I would give. And I mean, look, I'm in no position to give advice, to give advice about New Year's resolutions or whatever. But the only thing that I would say is that um, be easy on yourself, you know, um, like, like don't give yourself a go. Like just say, for example, and I'm going to use running as an example. You want to run a marathon. Okay. Well, I don't go out on the 1st of January and try to run a marathon. Maybe walk two kilometers for a week and maybe walk two and a half for another week. And then maybe walk three and then eventually I get to 10. Maybe sometime around February, you can go for a little jog. Um, you'll have injuries during it. You'll have a week that you don't go. Then you'll have good weeks. And by May, you might be running eight or nine miles. It takes time. You know, don't go out and run the marathon the next day. It's impossible. It takes time for change. Yes. It takes time to, 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 for anything you want to work out. It takes time. Be easy on yourself, I'd say. And even the greatest of athletes, even even the, the, the longest marathon runner eventually does have to stop. Eventually, your body cannot take anymore. I, I've used that analogy, you know, in like, like weightlifting. Mm -hmm. eventually there is no more weight this person can 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 handle without breaking their body <clears throat> and that's going to be different for everybody you brought up off air about my um 50 day challenge thing mm -hmm. um as a lot of people would know um my 50 day challenge uh, ends today Today is the 20th of December, obviously. So my challenge ended today. Um, I had a video out, I think, yesterday on uh, the White Knuckle Show telling me my, my results and all that. But the point I'm making is I could have started on January the 1st doing that 50-day challenge. But like, and it, it, it had crossed my mind, by the way. It had crossed my mind. Oh, fuck it. I just do what I'm doing now. You know what I mean? I'll... I, I, uh, won't do things right like I'm not doing things right for a while and I get another like two months over and then in January I'll have to I just know I thought about it for a couple of days and I said like why why do I have to wait till the first of January to start let's start now so that now became I think it was took me 10 days to okay I'm starting this now now is coming very very soon and then I said okay Monday and I decided that on a Saturday I said Monday Monday just happened to be the first of uh, uh, November, so I just said, "Let's go, let's just do it," and 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 I did it. And that's something I think that, again, had I not had depression, I wouldn't have learned. If any other year down through my life, I would have waited till the first of January to do anything. But this time, I said, "No, I, I'm ready now. Do it now." It's a good lesson that I learned that it doesn't have to be any day or any certain day um it doesn't it i used really to smoke doesn't. cigarettes i smoke i vape now i always smoke cigarettes like i give up cigarettes about seven years in a row on the first of january you know but i was still smoking them in february you know <laughs> like i failed so mm -hmm. many times 
Right? Yeah. Be, yeah. Be easy on yourself. You know, are you, you, you know what? Like, you're not easy on yourself either. Like, I, that's kind of a difference from my my time talking to you that, that I found out that we have a difference in personality. Like, I'm so easy on myself. Like, if yeah. I fuck up, and I do fuck up, but if I fuck up, like, it's, it's okay half an hour later. I decide it's okay, you know? So yeah. I'm, sometimes I, I make And if mistake. I do, I'm thinking about it months later. Yeah. And here's the thing. <laughs> half of the time, it really wasn't even a fuck up. <laughs> yeah. I made it. I made it one. Yeah. There's things that I, that I, I fucked up in the past where I still think about now now with the person I've become now and cringe still. Um, but since I got over depression or my time when I was like in the midst of battle where I start winning a few small battles with it, mm-hmm. um, I've forgiven myself and been easy on myself so much since that point. I've really, really taken my time and chilled out. Um, it's so hard for people that don't do that. There's so many people that don't relax and be easy on themselves. Like if if you're so hard, like we're, you're probably going to fuck up in a year at least fifty times. Oh, Not yeah. you, like me, like everyone, just in general, like yes, yeah. And, and that that's probably a good year, you know. <laughs> so like, if you're hard on yourself for all of those. Again, there's not much time to relax and enjoy life. Right, right. One one thing that I've been trying that, that that's been helping me is um, being mindful of what I am defining as as a mistake or an error or a fuck up. Is um, was it was it purposeful? Was it was it intentful? I I have a strong rule with my family. If something happens and if it was it was it an accident? If it was an accident, you don't wake up and say I'm going to do this one it, it wasn't intentional and those are going to happen all the time that's where the difference is is if, if something was done that was purposely hurtful intentional I planned to do this knowing that there was going to be a negative outcome it's a whole that's a whole different can of worms there and well, that's uh, is is that you just to be clear because I I, I, I might have lost you there is that you what you've just said is that are That's saying, myself making myself feel better for something that I'm defining as a fuck up. I know that I didn't wake up saying I purposely decided to do that. That is going to have this negative outcome. And wait, yeah. wait a minute, is it really a negative outcome or am I just defining that because I look at things differently and I tend to be more critical than optimistic because that's just how I'm wired. So I really try to take time to analyze that and talk myself out of that self-doubt and out of, again, that hatred over something that, again, 90% of the time was just so minute and and forgotten about by everybody but myself. Mm. But do you wake up some mornings and do you wake up and say, "Um, today I'm I'm going to hurt somebody or be spiteful? Does that happen sometimes? Oh, that's that one solved then. There's your answer. No, no, absolutely, absolutely not. That's the end of it. Yeah. That's it. Next subject. You've just answered all (laughs) your questions. I did. I'm cured. Thank you. That'll that'll be $200, please. (laughs) 
Yeah. Oh no, that wouldn't like I I I fuck up. I say things wrong, but it never crossed my mind. Oh, like should I have? What I've never gone on my way to hurt somebody, or to make somebody feel bad, or to do damage, or to do, you know. And that's why I asked you that because I knew you'd say no straight away, yeah. as if like that's your answer. No matter what situation yeah. is, that's your answer. I'm hard on myself though because even if it, even if it was something very innocent, like something that I forgot that I should have remembered, or it is something that I tried to do that wasn't to the level of perfection that I think it, it, it should be. In whose eyes? Your eyes? In my eyes, okay. you know, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, of course. Uh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm always going to spend some time wondering what I could have done differently. Yeah. I, I'm, always, I'm always going to do, what, what could I have done differently or what could I do differently in the future to avoid that? So hopefully I don't have another negative thought. Mm. Jesus, harsh man. That, that's the fucking. It, you know, it's it, it's okay. Um, again, I'm okay talking about it because I want people to know that they're not alone. I know there's others out there, and I'm very, you know, for for every negative thought that I have, Mark, um, I I am I have much more pride. Um, I have a, I have a very very strong ally with really huge muscles, and, and his name is Pride, and that lives within me, fighting those negative thoughts every single day. Mm-hmm. That's who I want to buy a Christmas present for. I just don't know what he wants. It must be a fucking. It must be a fucking nightmare, you know. Because like I, I can't. Um, like I think I'm very good at empathizing with someone if they tell me a situation and if they, you know, I can okay and listen and hear and see their body language and their movement and say, like, like I, I've got nothing for you on that. And like I, I can't even comprehend how. And, and this is why it's great sometimes to have a podcast because, you know, I'm the podcast host, so I, I should be asking you a question and then giving you an answer or expecting an answer for you and or expecting an answer from you. But I'm not. I literally have nothing. I, I can't even comprehend that. Like, I, I can't. I, I don't leave the house thinking like now that, you, that we're talking about it I, I'd have a think about it but it normally wouldn't cross my mind but I, I, I'd never leave the house trying to hurt people in actual fact I always leave trying to do the right thing it's just ingrained in me that's who I am that's what I want to do I think that's who most people are um, did I ever fuck up yes would never cross my mind um, a negative thought it would never you know um Sometimes I might have made a mistake in the past and it might, might have went wrong for someone else. But I'll call to them or ring them and talk to them. I'll say, hey, Johnny, listen, look, uh, the tire in your car has burst. I burst it. I reversed into you. I was going really, really fast, blah, blah, blah. I'm so sorry for the inconvenience. I will pay for the tire to get fixed. I have the AA on the way now to come in and they're going to fix it for you. My apologies. If Johnny didn't say, fuck you, Mark, but look, I understand. Mm-hmm. That's Okay. If he said anything else other than that, I'd say, go fuck yourself, you know? And that'd be the end of it. Yeah. That would, that would drive you mad. You would be thinking about that in two months' time. Oh, my God, I'm after fucking and Johnny, he's poor car, and I, even though I got it fixed and it was an accident, and... Yeah. Yeah. I'd be buying him an extra Christmas gift to make up for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's... Um... So Johnny wins. Johnny yeah. wins. <laughs> So if anyone wants to leave your cars outside Sarah's house, um, and get her banging over, that's just, 
you know yes. it's, it's 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 not that like oh i feel sorry for you feeling like that there's no sorrow in it at all it's just i can't even put myself in it's just so beyond my my thought process it's, it's like i'm underwater for this and you have to yeah. lift me up for a breath to see your world and then i just <laughs> sink back down because i i, I can't yeah. see that it must be fucking but thank horrible. you for saying that because i am not um i i did not decide to be open on these platforms for sympathy that is 100 million percent not the reason that I decided to be open about what I what I struggle with um, I've used this analogy many many times you know people that you know perhaps are on crutches or a wheelchair you would instinctively open the door for that person you, you are a, a terrible person if you don't um, so so people with an illness that you cannot see um, our needs are our needs are much different our, our needs are understanding patience um, and sometimes just, just being there in a genuine way and understanding that we sincerely can't help this illness that we have, just like somebody that has something that is more visible and on, and on the surface. Mm. Yeah. But then when we go back and talk about resolutions, it, it's, it's the same conversation again, because obviously the resolutions are coming up. It's the new year. You want to make yourself better. You want to do things. And then people who think the way you think, if they fail the, re the resolutions, now that's more burden to carry. But just mm -hmm. don't try anything. <laughs> just don't try anything. Then you can't fail. Turn off your phones. Turn off the TV. Lock yourself in the house. Don't let anybody. How about in. a resolution? Can 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 maintaining be a resolution? Can we have a resolution just to maintain? Yeah. The, the, where where we are in, in the journey that we are on today and a resolution to keep going on mm -hmm. a path that is in a positive direction does it have to be drastic does it have to be announced to keep keeping my head above water there you go yes yeah yes. I, don't think, I don't think we're going to say anything better than that um sarah has to read a piece here uh, i just want to say look if you want to contact the podcast it's clockworkjunkiepodcast at gmail.com um, on Monday next week um, John Madden is coming on uh, John is a returning guest as well I'm doing a lot of returning guests around Christmas but um, uh, John and I had a mental health awareness talk on the first uh, time myself and John spoke he, um, he's an educator he is, has an MA in um, advanced social care and he's a program developer and he has loads of experience working with people with all different types of mental health or mental health issues and we come on and we talk about um, how to look for mental health issues in yourself, how to, what are the early trigger signs and how to look for them in loved ones. So it's a really, really good conversation. If you're doing nothing after Christmas, as it's on the 27th, which is Monday, it's about an hour and a half long. It's not all mad and serious. It's a good old chat, but um, I'll say happy Christmas after that whole conversation. I will be happy with my family on the day <laughs> eating my turkey, I promise. We'll have pulled the crackers and I'll put on a hat. That and I do too. My, I, it never fits my head. That, I'm, that's I'm the first thing. My head is so big that the yeah. hat never fucking fits. So I have to fucking cut the hat. Now I look stupid, you know, and my blur thing never works. I can't not see that. Thank you for that. You're I can't welcome. unsee that now. Um, yes. And... And I'm glad that you said that because yes, despite our conversation about, you know, um, representing the portion of this world that 
doesn't necessarily sing joy to the world every day, I do go to bed very, very grateful, very, very blessed with a smile on my face every Christmas night. I promise I still do that. It's just not as easy for me to get through as it is for others, but I do enjoy the day and it always is a, a reminder to me of everything that I do have to be grateful for. Yeah. If anyone doesn't like anything I said in this podcast, you can discuss it with me at 12 o'clock on Christmas Day. I'll be at the long mass. Um, see me there. <laughs> right. As I said, all Sarah's links are treasures around us. Go and have a look. Uh, the website is cool. She's on Facebook. She's on Instagram. Um, on YouTube, she has little talks. And look, it's just it's just an interesting look, interesting read. You've met her. This is the second time. She's like all the rest of us. She's not perfect, but she's fucking trying. You got to love that. Um, so I'm going to put you on big screen here now so don't see my ugly mush. And uh, this will be the last you see of us. Uh, thanks for coming on, Sarah. I'm going to let Sarah talk us out and see you on next Monday. Hello, January. We need to talk. But before I begin, it's important to know that the first pieces of these thoughts were formed years ago when I wasn't brave enough to confront you. January, you disguise yourself as a new beginning, but you are nothing but a reason to procrastinate. You are an enabler. You want all of my changes for yourself, so you throw obstacles at my goals all year. By keeping my fear of failure at a distance, you have slowed my personal growth. So now I resent you. January, I can no longer overthink your expectations. And I don't need your bandwagon of resolution seekers to help me figure out where or who I need to be. What if I don't desire to be drastic? What if I choose to just simply maintain? January, my focus and motivation are greater than your need to control thanks to 11 other months. From now on, a brand new start or simple change is going to happen when I want it to. It's not you, it's me. Because good things come to those who wait, great things come to those who don't.